Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Changing the Lost Vanity. Vanity is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game set in southern Florida during the year 1993. Father Katrina, played by Tillman, Raymond, played by Chris, Isabel, played by Andrew, Frank, played by Slavic, and Adam as the storyteller, as they uncover the mysteries of the true fae and forge new paths for themselves in a world of beauty and madness. Follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM for channel updates, and we hope you enjoy this episode. So Norma is, um, she's just, she's just sitting in silence, just like, she's upset now, and she's just like, I'm, you probably don't think very highly of me as a leader right now. And I understand that. No, I'm sorry. I didn't want to make you all uncomfortable. No, it's it just hurts me because, you know, there's it's it's a situation that I feel totally powerless in because the they're always gonna be pushing the stuff and people like her and people like Charlie are always just gonna be there to, to take it. And you know, it's I just wish it wasn't a I just wish that presence didn't exist here, but you know, it's, it's something that the Miami folks are doing and you know, that kind of pushed its way to the winter on our side of things. And, and, and yeah, they're, they're involved. They're involved in it, you know, just the, the drug trade a little bit, you know, they, they dabble in it. And uh, so Miami did it first. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, yeah, they, they did everything first, you know, we're the, we're the uh, ugly redheaded stepchild of of Miami, unfortunately. We're, we're not we're not the size of them. We're not you know, and I and I like to think that we run things so much better than them. And truly, in my heart, I believe that. And I need you to believe that too. But things are are not perfect, and I don't know if they ever will be. And there's there's some some very ugly sides to this. And um, I I suppose I wouldn't be be a, a good leader to you if if I if I wasn't honest about that and I'm, and I'm sorry to, to spring this on you now. I really am. No, uh, maybe this would alleviate some of your concern to just, to just know that I know, and I hate it too. That's good. That's a start. And you're in a good position. I mean, I understand you feel powerless right now, but maybe we can keep at it and make things better. That's the spirit, Katrina. That's the spirit. We can, we can, we can change things here eventually, of course. We can, we can, there's so much to be done. There's so much that can be done. And, and I just need people like you and people like Raymond to, to stick it together and to, and to hang in there for me, you know? And I hope you can, I hope you can find it within yourself to, to still associate with, with Raymond. He's, he's a good man. He's a good man. Well, I'm going to meet him tonight. I just hope the others are coming too. I don't want to see him alone. Well, um, you know, I, I have the keys to this place and I'm 100% certain nobody's going to be stopping by. So if, if you need this space for, for anything at all, this, this, this weekend, uh, you guys are welcome to it for whatever you need. If you just need a a place to, to conduct whatever, whatever you have to do, I'm going to, I'm going to open this up to you. Um, any other resources that I could offer you guys to, to, to see this whole thing through, it's it's you know it's at your disposal. You just tell me what you need, and and I'll make it happen. I promise. I just want to see Charlie better. 
I want to see, I want to know the truth behind, behind what the fuck he saw. And I just, I just want to, you know, I just want to deal with this in a way that's not going to, not going to send a, a, you know, a shockwave through the freehold and ignite the, the fear of them. Because frankly, I, I don't think we should be doing that unless, unless we are fairly certain that that is the truth. And until we know for sure, I, I greatly insist that we keep this between us. Are you okay with that? Mm, okay. I don't want to spread any rumors. That's all good with me. <sighs> and, and relax. I mean, we, uh, I appreciate your help, and, but I don't think we will need the library anytime soon. Okay. Okay. No problem. Mm. No problem. And um, you see her, she's trying to like compose herself again, just trying to like brush off that disappointment and sadness and stuff and just try to try to be composed again. And she's going to, she's going to just return to her, um, her sorting and, and her, her busy work that she was kind of doing. And it's, it's in a way you can, you almost see like, she's just, she kind of just shut down a little bit and she's just, uh, she's just going back into this mindless routine of work to just like, not, you know. Uh, Norma, um, can I use the... The phone in the office really quick of course sweetheart so i'm gonna dig through my purse or pockets for uh raymond's card and, and uh up. raymond really quick uh would your card have your uh, personal number as well yeah okay oh, so why not? Yeah. yeah you see you see the card raymond zeller you know dr raymond zeller it's got the uh the phone number for the office as well as the um uh, personal phone number underneath yeah I'm Dialing in that one. Cut to Raymond. You are hearing the uh, the phone ring at your house. You've been up for for uh, like maybe an hour by now. You've made yourself your cup of coffee. You you've let Charlie just rest. Um, get, let him get all the sleep that he can, of course, because he's already just in the grips of just um terrible, terrible, violent withdrawals already. Yeah, your phone's ringing. Yeah, I kind of try to answer quick with like flashback memories of when my daughter was a baby and she would be sleeping and, you know, the phone would ring and we tried to answer before she <clears throat> woke up. Uh, Zella residence. Hi, this is Katrina. I'm calling from the library. Oh, hey, how's it going, Katrina? Uh, I'm all right. Um, I, I think I need to apologize. I kind of ran off yesterday. Uh, it's trying times for all of us, so there's no need to apologize. All right. Always with the eloquence. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, so, um, you wanted me to come by and I think you want the others to come by. And I was talking with Norma again, and I think she's right. We should try to find out if Charlie actually said the truth yesterday. Yeah. And I think it would be smart if you go and you were to go speak to Isabel on our behalf. I think you have more of a better demeanor to deal with the public facing aspect of this issue than I do. I don't think Isabel is too pleased with me either. And we're really in dire situation where we're going to need her assistance for what Norma recommended uh, when it came to looking to Charlie's dreams. Um, well, I don't know if I agree with that, but the thing is, I don't know how to contact her. Um, damn. I don't think I got her number, but I can call Manny. I can get her number. And... How about this? Give me about 15 minutes and I'll call you back at the library and I'll give you her number. Okay. All right. Give me a second. And I hang up and then I pick up the phone and I dial uh, Manny's number or a number I know that I can reach Manny at or something to that extent. 
Yeah, you you have you have Manny's number. So yeah, his phone rings a couple times, and uh, he picks it up. Hello. Hey, Manny. This is Raymond. How's it going? Hey, Ray. What's up? Hey, did you find uh, anything out yet? Uh, we're in the process of that, but uh, in all the commotion last night, I, I I forgot to get Isabel's number, and I was wondering if I get that number from you. Yeah. All right. And um, just give me a second to uh to get my address book out. All right. And you you hear Definitely. him shuffling around for a little bit. And then, um, yeah, he reads off a number to you. I write down the number and I smile while I'm on the phone to get like, you know what I mean? The fake happiness, you know, out of my voice. And I'm like, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, but uh, I'm in the middle of something right now. I'll make sure to give you a call back when we find something out. Okay. Okay. All right. No, cool, cool. I hang up. I take a second, take a sip of my coffee, looking in the living room at Charlie asleep, take a deep breath. Pick up the phone, dial the library back again. Katrina, the library phone is ringing, and uh, Norma goes ahead and, and answers it instinctively. And then uh, she just is kind of like, "Like, hey, Raymond, it's me, Norma. I got Katrina here right now. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hand you off to her in just a second. I just wanted to check in. How's Charlie doing? He's doing as well as can be expected, Norma. Okay, but we'll get him there. I think he's I in it for you... the. I think he's serious this time. Did he promise on it? Yes. The young man and I seem to have a bond right now. She has no more words, and she's just like, okay, Ray, I'm handing you over to Katrina. And she just hands the phone to you, Katrina. So I got her number. Ah, oh, perfect. Uh, real quick, let me get something to write it down. Um, and if you do get in contact her and everything, you know, set up a time for this afternoon for her to stop by. But I would really like to speak to you in person, if that'd be okay, before she shows up. I think you and I may have gotten off on the wrong foot when it came to this uh this ordeal we're facing. But I think that this is systemic, this issue right now that I'm dealing with, Charlie is systemic of a larger issue. You mentioned yesterday the, about Melissa and your concern for her, right? Uh, yes, about that. Um, uh, yes, we should talk about that. Yeah, I think once this is all said and done, helping out her, you know, once we we get to the bottom of our current issue, something that we should address. But yes, definitely. Uh, how about you stop by here like an hour Let's say have see if you can get Isabel here by three this afternoon. What time is it right now, uh, storyteller? Would you say? I would say it's about twelve in the afternoon. Yeah, let's. I would like to let Charlie sleep for a couple more hours. He kind of had a rough night, so if you could have her come by at four, if you can, and then you can come by here like at two thirty-three. I'll uh, make an early a late lunch, early breakfast, or early dinner for you. Mm, sounds good. Um, can you pick me up? I'm kind of stuck with public transport. You see Norma just kind of leans in and she's just like, I'll give you a ride, sweetheart. All right, perfect. <laughs> uh, I got a ride with Norma. All good. Yeah. Um, okay. I forgot one so, thing. And that, that, that gentleman, that, that uh, uh, Frank, make sure, she, can you get her to bring Frank with, please? I'd like to have a talk uh, with him also. Well, okay, I'll try to get the group together. Matter of fact, how about this? I might make you wait an hour for dinner, but I'll cook dinner for everyone, okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that sounds fair. Okay, but please come early. I'd like to have a talk with you. But uh, I got to check on Charlie here and uh, have a, have a good rest of your afternoon. And uh, let me give me a call. Let me know if you're able to work it out. I got to go though. I will. Okay. I hang up. I hang up the phone for a second. I hang up the phone for a second. Like I am like stirring the coffee with my spoon, and I just like like I'm clenching evil the laugh. spoon. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Not evil, but like I'm 
clenching like this spoon just with the frustration of this whole situation you know what i mean of having to like i don't want to call it a facade like i you know what i mean i generally want them to have dinner but like having to like smile when i'm on the phone with like man and you just like you know just feeling like <clears throat> that i don't feel like people are, are responding the same way as i and i feel like kind of a fool for feeling the way i feel but still feeling that way you know so all right i just want to get to come that across you know what i mean frank you you uh, wake up at the at the park on your blanket. Uh, seems like you dozed off for an hour or two, and there's some kids that are uh, kind of poking you with a stick and running away. So yeah, you come to, and, and Fluffy is kind of curled up beside you, just very well behaved, just just being your best bud. You realize you've been at the park for for a couple hours now, and it's it's probably time to um to bring bring Fluffy back. Time to go home, Fluffy. And uh, Who's a good boy. The the two little kids that like they see as you wake up, they just like laugh and run off and they're just like, Ah, he's awake. They're just like, you know, they were they were playing like let's poke the, the big yeah. man with a stick. <laughs> um you make it back to the make it back to the apartment. So everybody is at home. Katrina, did you wanna make any uh any calls? Yes. Uh I think I'm gonna call Isabella first. Isabel the the phone rings. Uh, would it be my landline or like her Nokia like brick of a phone? What would you say is the the most common way that people in the freehold would reach you? I give the landline number to people I want to avoid. Right. Okay. I don't really answer it too much. So if it's my cell. So the number that Emmanuel probably had would be your your cell, the direct line to you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm calling the number. She'll kind of look at the you know see who see if uh, she recognizes the number. Probably doesn't answer. Hello. Uh, hi. Is this Isabella? Hi. You're. I'm Katrina from last oh, night. Oh, from last night. Okay. What can I do for you, Katrina? So, I'm going to be frank, and it sounds weird. Mm, I am on task of Raymond to call you because he believes that I have more of an ability to get you to meet us than he does. He's such a puta. All right. <laughs> He couldn't call him call himself. He had to get you to do it. He's too scared. Well, maybe. <laughs> it's okay. Uh what 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 exactly does he want? He wants us uh, <laughs> to come to his place for dinner at four o'clock. Oh, I guess this is about the kid. Uh yeah, exactly. Okay. I've spoken uh I spoke to Norma again and she believes that we should try to read uh his dreams. I've never done that, but maybe we can get the hang of it. I'm pretty gifted with that. Uh, it's, well, it's one of the ways that I've used to get glamour. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. So, she wants to go in his dreams. Why? Uh, to find out if he truly saw one of the true fae. And maybe oh. we can find out how it looks like. Like, exactly. Oh, Okay. That sounds terrifying. Um, yes. <laughs> she'll kind of let out like a string of like uh, Spanish that you don't understand at all and be like, okay, fine, fine, fine. I don't, I don't like any of this at all, but I, I said no, I'd help. No, so me help. neither, but look, we, we need to find out. No, I, I understand. I get it. I get it. Mm. I just, it doesn't mean I want to, but I'll help. Yeah. All right. So you'll be there? Where does he live? Um, I think I should know, right? Like, out of character? Yeah, you yeah. know. 
So I'll pass <coughs> her the address. Okay. All right. I'll be there. Thank you. All right. Perfect. See you later. Shall I hang up? Uh, one last thing before you um, hang up. I'm going to okay. call up like, I'm not his personal assistant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just so we're clear. She won't respond to it, just kind of smiles to herself as she, like, she listens and then hangs up. Okay. I so... wasn't implying, I was not implying that you're his personal assistant. It was more like, he's a little bitch, he was too scared to call me himself, so he got someone that I liked better. Yeah, but Katrina <laughs> wanted to make sure she, she's off to a good start. <laughs> so I'm going to call Frank next, I think. Do I have his number? I don't know. Uh, we'll just say, we'll just say you do. Uh, we'll say that you, you okay. got both numbers. So, Frank, you're back at the house. You're, like, sitting on the couch, like, halfway. The, the amount of the seat that will, that will, uh, that will, like, take you, you know, and the other half of you just kind of, like, pushed off. Uh, you have your, your feet reclining on this, like, end table. And, uh, Fluffy, of course, by your side. You guys are watching some, uh, daytime TV, some Jerry Springer or, uh, similar such show. Basically just relaxing. And the phone rings. Hmm. What's it now, Fluffy? <laughs> so yeah, Frank reluctantly goes and picks it up. Hello, this is Frank. Hey, Frank, this is Katrina from last oh. night. Hi, Katrina. How are you doing, Frank? Oh, it's okay. Just had a nice, nice morning with Fluffy. Just at the park. No. You know, Raymond invited us all for a dinner later today to his place at four o'clock. Oh, okay. Where does Raymond live again? Um, it's 12 Bryan Street. Oh, Do you know okay. how to get there? Uh, yeah. Manny taught me how to use a map. I'll find it. Perfect. Anything you guys are going to do before you all uh, gather up at, at Raymond's place? Well, I'm going to start like... I picture like Raymond in his kitchen. He has like a um, has like one of those freezers. You know what I mean, where you put extra food that you that you normally wouldn't can't fit into your freezer. Like, and um, I can always like picture him like sometimes enjoying cooking. Like he's not like a master cook, but like it like keeping him focused on something else other than his thoughts and shit. So like I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like he's like probably like pulling out like some steaks and a couple of steaks and some chicken. You know what I mean? And he's like. Starting to like marinate it or starting to um put rub on it, you know what I mean, and throw it in the fridge. And I could picture him too having like this charcoal grill, maybe that's like on the side of his beach house, and he'll he might like grill there sometimes, you know what I mean? And and um maybe even has like a picnic table on the side of his house, like an old fucking ran down weathered picnic table, you know, that he barely gets to use, but like maybe can use it, you know what I mean, and faces the ocean and you know, he just has like a little pep in his step while while um while charlie's like asleep thinking maybe when he wakes up he might be a little hungry or whatever hoping though for the for the life of him that charlie like sleeps at least past when he can talk to everyone you know what i mean and then you know what i'm saying and then from there you know but he, it's like like i said it's reminding when he's a father and you're hoping your baby just sleeps you know what i mean when through something important so you can do it so you know but he's being quiet in the kitchen and he's just kind of like once while checking in on Charlie and maybe might even make a little drink, you know what I mean? While he's drinking. And I would say by the time, like maybe Katrina shows up, he's probably sitting with this, you know, the screen door between him and his living room. So he can hear if Charlie wakes up sitting on the rocking chair, having a beach or having a drink while looking at the beach. And, um, 
you know, he'll like wait to grill until she gets there. You know what I mean? So he could talk to her before everyone shows up. And uh, Charlie is still out right now. Every now and then he'll kind of like poke his head up confused, but he's just totally in the grips of, of just like pain and withdrawal right now. So he just, he'll just bury his head again once he, uh, once he gets his bearings and he's just, He's just committed to just resting right now. He hasn't gotten up to to be sick or anything like that. And and like for, you know, since it happened earlier in the night um, and he's, he's kind of, you know, he's, he seems somewhat stable right now. Um, Still looks totally sick. Still is very, very much in pain. You can tell, but he's, he's able to, to continue sleeping until, until Katrina is going to go over. So, Norma, um, like she, like she said, she, Norma gives you a ride to Raymond's house, and Norma's car is this, um, this brown station wagon with the uh, like wood paneling and stuff like that. And it's not, it's not a very nice car by any means. It's clean on the inside, though. She does her best to take care of it. It's, it's like her old faithful. And yeah, that's that's her the way she gets around town. And like a lot of people like would recognize, like, oh, that's Norma's station wagon and stuff like that. You guys are, um, she's driving, you're in the passenger seat right now. She's still just like very like, uh, stressed. Like you see her just like, she's like sighing every now and then just like, Oh boy, you know, this is a, this is a lot to have on our plates right now, Katrina. I, <sighs> I'm confident we'll see it through, but I, I have to say it's, um, it's a little bit unnerving. And you know she's she's tapping the wheel as she drives. Somebody somebody cuts her off a little bit, and you see her like honk on the horn like really hard, and just like a like a little bit of aggression kind of just comes out. She's just like, "Come on!" and just like yells at this car in front of her, and she's just like, oh, "I don't know what's gone into me." And like so, before long, you guys make it to uh, Raymond's beach house. Norma's Norma says, "I'm not going to stay long, but I would just like to pop in with you and and um and say hello to Raymond." Is is that okay? Or would yes, I be intruding? No, I don't think so. By the way, um, Katrina would have probably changed into something nicer. Okay. Just because uh, it would give her confidence in talking yeah. to Raymond. Cool. Yeah, we can say that um, that Norma like uh, was was cool to stop by your house and stuff like that. Like I said, you don't live too far from the library. It was just like a, a bus with like two stops, so it's like a 10 minute drive or so. So yeah, she had no problem to just let you swing by the place and get changed up. You guys are outside of, of Raymond's right now, having just exited the vehicle. Uh, Katrina, can you describe uh, what you, what you're looking like right now? Like what you just changed into? You know, not just jeans and t-shirts. So she dressed up adequately for what she assumed was like a nice dinner. Okay. Yeah. All um, right. So it's not like she's, um, She's not like in a fancy dress, but a bit dressed up, definitely. Uh, Raymond is wearing like khaki shorts and flip flops and a white polo shirt, so he didn't get too. You know what I mean? He's just kind of like beach casual, but hey, he's not complaining. You know? If, if yeah, it's a it's a it's a laid back gathering. Yeah, just meeting yeah. for some food and to and to talk things over. Katrina, so I, I'm sure you look you're dressed in a in a very uh, appropriate and uh, very classy classy way. When I hear the car out there or I see it coming up, you know what I mean? While I'm sitting on my porch, I'm just going to kind of like get up and slowly walk down the steps and kind of like, I guess, meet them when they get out of the car and try to, in it, not overtly, but kind of give the body language to Norma that like, hey, hey, thanks, you know, and just kind of like not 
Yeah, like not. You know what I mean? You're not walking. No, no, no. But I like Norma. But like my point is, is like, you know what I mean? You know what yeah. she's trying to do. So. And she she reads that and she she's um she just waves to you and gives you like a very friendly smile and then um she's like she's not walking like towards towards the house or anything she's you know like she's clearly was just dropping Katrina off but she's just gonna like make some quick words as like as you're kind of as she's at the door of the car and like you're where I'm assuming like by like with your door open like or the screen door open or something at the front uh like well i'm on my pat you're on the patio okay yeah the porch yeah whatever you call it yeah and i'm just kind of walking down the steps towards the way i imagine like on the left of my house there's like a little driveway you know pebble driveway and like he's just the steps that get off the porch would be like where a car would pull up you know his car's probably there and there's probably a spot next to his that she can like park in and he's just kind of like you know what i mean just you know waving as they come up so she'll wave up to you and just say like hi raymond She's not really going to small talk too much with you. Just going to give you a, a greeting. And then she's going to, Hey, Katrina, I'm around. If you need a ride later, you know how to reach me. Um, I'll let you guys get to it. And um, she's just going to get in the car and drive away. And I make a motion to her. Like, I'll call you later to like, yeah. Norma, you know, she's like, <laughs> and yeah. she gives you a thumbs up, like message received. All right, cool. So I'm about to grill. I'm going to need an assistant. Follow me real quick. I just kind of like walk up the, porch and kind of like open the screen door and i would say like the living room is right there but like there's a little entryway in the right to like where kitchen area is at i kind of open a fridge and i pull out like containers that i have like you know marinating chicken and like you know what i mean a few steaks that are like are um have rub on them i just kind of hand her the lighter one which i would think is the steak and i kind of walk back out and go down the steps and walk around the front of my porch to the side where there's like this beat up you know what i mean grill you know what i mean that then and I just kind of have like a table or the picnic table is probably next to it. And I set the, my stuff down and I just start putting some charcoal in there while I start talking to her, you know? Uh, so you said that you needed, there, there was something you need to tell me in person. Uh, yes. And you said I should arrive early, but anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah I did. I did. I just don't lack the pay. I, I lack the patience sometimes to wait when someone tells me they have something to tell me. So I'm sorry if I'm abrupt about it. So. Okay, so I gave a promise to Norma to not tell anyone really, but she also told me that she trusts you completely. So I guess I can relate this uh, relay this to you. You know, I was wondering how the crow people um, could just go on and do drugs like that in our community. And well, Norma spilled the beans to me that our community is supporting this behavior. Specifically, there are some people in the winter court that are selling them these drugs. There's a second where, like, Raymond is like putting the put the charcoal in the grill, you know, and you like set the bag down right when you kind of like say that. And there's a second where, like, you probably see like his body tenses up for a second, and then he just like lashes out with his foot against the grill and just like kicks the grill over and is like, "What the fuck!" And he like you see him like tense for a second, and I would say like even for like a moment, you see like his I'm gonna fuck it up again, mean mask, which the the real version of him, like just kind of like so mean, mean, yeah, like the back of him, you just see like, and I don't even know if you've ever seen his meme, but like you just kind of see like that how I described it before, like in corporeal form, but you see like probably on the back of his neck, there's like these like 
amber like almost like i would imagine there's like a real smoky area and you see like little embers of fire you know popping up or whatever you probably see that like start coming up you know what i mean but it's more like crimson red and i sit there for a second i just like take a couple deep breaths and then slowly i like go and i like pick up the like get the grill back up you know because i didn't light it yet and i go through the motions again just like probably not saying anything for like a, while i'm doing it then i'd like put some lighter fluid on there and then I light it on fire and I slowly like turn around and, you know, I'm waiting, I close the, the lid waiting for it to heat up before throwing the chicken on there. And I grab my drink that I sat down on the table and take a sip of it. And I motion. Yeah, Katrina towards, would have jumped back against the wall. <laughs> and, and I motion towards like the opposite end of the table for you to sit. And I go sit down on the other, but I, I just kind of look out in the ocean for a second, collecting my thoughts. And I'm like, so you're telling me that there's people within our own court who are, selling that poison that are having the type of effect that Charlie right now is fighting off. I didn't mishear you. That is what Norma told me. And this has been known? I'm not sure who knows. She knows, and I believe um, some other high-ranking people do know. Like, she pointed at um, Emmanuel knowing about this, and she also said that he's also against it, but that they are both seemingly powerless. That it has been going on and will probably go on. And you can see, like, the even though he's like, I guess I, you when you, you can tell his eyes are closed, but you see, like, those flex are kind of like still going pretty rapidly. And he takes another drink and he, and he like put, he like looks back at the ocean, looks back at you pretty intensely. And he's like, seems like a trend lately where I've been telling people this. And I'm going to tell you this again us ignoring such things as that is giving the monsters who are constantly afraid of more power over us. Do you understand what I'm saying, Katrina? Yes, I, I understand. Here's I the think, thing. Yes, go ahead. Look, um, I believe um, that there's probably a side to this problem that says, well, we have to do this one uh, bad thing, but through it we gain power. I believe that these drug traders are pretty fucking powerful. We all have control who we deem powerful or not. I wanted you to come here early before I even knew you were going to drop this bomb on me. And thank you before I even continue. Thank you for having the trust in me to tell me that. Okay. I am not blind, nor am I unempathetic. And I could tell last night by your reaction, when we were talking about the kidnappings that you were uncomfortable with what I had to say, but Katrina also know though, that we both want the same end result. We want to see people and our court taken care of. We want to stop ignoring those that in our, our kind that need help. But in the end, the reason why, though, that we should want those two things is so that none of us are taken advantage of again and have to go through the hell that we all went through. You see how I reacted there, and you see how I may have reacted with Charlie. But do you also see what I'm doing now with him? And do you see now what I'm doing with you? Yes. I do this. <sighs> I do. I this. believe you have the best of intentions, but do you know I why you, I have such I a? I think you need to to keep your calm. We we need to go about this carefully. You may be right, but do you know why, Manny trusts me so much? No, frankly, I know very little about him. What I'm about to tell you, only two people know: Norma and Manny. When I first came back and I was accepted here, I was able to discover that there was one of our kind who was betraying our kind to those monsters that took us. While others discussed and debated and decided what tactics should be done, 
And I'm even concerned now, looking back in retrospect, that some may have known and decided not to do anything. I took action. More like my anger took action. And the moment that I was able to verify for certain that that piece of shit that was betraying our kind and our freehold was doing exactly what he was doing, I was enraged. And I went to where he lived and I knocked on his door. And when he let me in, I destroyed him. I crushed his fucking skull with an ashtray that was in his own living room. And you want to know something? That quick action that I took with that blood still on my hands, I was given the respect that I get now. And I didn't do it for respect. And frankly, sometimes I don't even want the respect. As you can tell, I'm unassuming. I don't want to be involved in court politics or anything to that extent. But there was a second. There was a moment where I saw both in Manny's and Norma's eyes respect given, even though I was shook, even though I had snapped out of this anger because they knew so many of us are so quick to put our heads in the sand. I'm not saying we should go kick down doors. I'm not saying anything like that. But you mentioned these people are powerful who give these drugs who to our own kind, knowing it. They are just like the monsters who kidnapped us. They want you to fear them. They want you to be afraid of them so that you'll never take action against them. But the thing is, we can. If you can conquer that thought process in your own head there, and realize why well, you may not be able to physically kick down doors, cause them harm, anything like that. We can change how things are done. The first step is him, that boy that's in there right now. And that's why I invited the other two over. But the more information we find out, Katrina, the more decisions we're going to have to make. Do you think something should be done about these people who give poison to our own kind? Um, Katrina is shocked and frozen in place a little bit. Do you think so, Katrina? Uh, well, yes. Are you serious? Someone betrayed us to to the true fae? Yes. And their blood is on my hands. I didn't calculate to go over there to take their life. I was enraged. I found myself being taken over by, by this anger that you've witnessed. And, and it scared me at first. And for a while, I was ashamed. But you know what? My anger is a gift. I keep it bottled up. I don't live for it. I don't let it take over my life. But I always know it's there if I need it. Katrina, and I like kind of like poke my finger on the picnic table. While I'm, you know what I mean? Hard decisions are going to have to be made. I don't do this for pleasure. I don't do it for any kind of sick gratification. But we have to protect ourselves, Katrina. And we have to protect those that we care about. Your life is not the same life that you had before you were taken. I know you want to be, but it can't be anymore. You can give an homage You can continue to do what you want to do with the dancing, and that's fine, and I respect that, and I think it's beautiful. But you have to live another life now, too. And last night, what you have found out today, both from Norma and I, should be the catalyst for that. We won't talk about this anymore. You think about it. You can help me cook here. I'll get a bottle of wine. We're about to have company over. I'm going to ask a favor of Isabel to look into that young man's dreams so we can get the answers we need. But we need to realize... And we know now that there's people who are known that this is going on with those scum selling that poison. They have done nothing about it. Are we going to do the same thing or are we going to be different? And are we going to set the example? You think about that. Do you prefer a red or white wine? Mm -hmm. So you notice that the longer um, he talks, uh, Katrina like uh, clenches and shakes a little bit and like tries to not cry, but in the end, she can't stop it. And like, she doesn't say anything because she knows that we'll just let it out. But 
like when you ask, she just like violently shakes her head, like doesn't matter, and just sits there crying. Uh, I I get up and I kind of like go sit next to her and I put like an arm around her. She lets me. I don't want to like you know what I mean. Like yeah, she um, doesn't really resist, but like doesn't seem comforted either. Yeah, listen, you've just been exposed to a lot of things, but you're strong and you're caring, and I've seen that. And you remind me in many ways of my daughter, okay? I used to have a daughter, and you remind me a lot of ways about her. And there are some aspects of you that I hope one day I can emulate when this is all done. And maybe you can help me get that way. When we figure all this out, maybe you can help me work on some of the things that I need to work on, okay? And in return, I'll tough you up a little bit, and maybe we can get some positive things done here, okay? Uh, She nods. Now, white (laughs) white or red wine? I don't know what goes with the steak and chicken, so your call. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm not much of a drinker yet. <laughs> and I get up and I just kind of like laugh and I pat her on the shoulder and leave her there by herself with her thoughts while I head up inside to get something to drink. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general? that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by! We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. But 
why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the duets tag to find out more. like world of darkness do you want to introduce your friends to it but there's one problem nobody reads books anymore this presents you with a problem doesn't it you want to get your friends into these awesome games but they don't have the time or wherewithal to read any of them well that's where brett the hitman comes in Brett the Hitman, your one-stop shop on YouTube for all things related to World of Darkness. Currently in the middle of his Werewolf the Apocalypse series, which is showing tremendous growth. It's going to the moon! That's right, watch Brett the Hitman and you will get style. Flair. Humor. <laughs> and of course, some dank meme magic. Fucking normies. Brett the Hitman on YouTube at youtube.com slash I love other people's misery. So watch now. If only for the dank memes. Tune in today. Hi guys, I wanted to let you know about my YouTube channel, the video journals of Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey is a character I play in a live-action vampire game called New England Nightmares, which uses the new Binite Studio rules for Mind's Eye Theatre. The Chronicle's set in the city of New Haven, Connecticut, and we run on the third Saturday of every month in Southington, Connecticut. Most of the credit for the stories told in my journals comes from the plots developed by the amazing storytellers who run my game. So the videos on my channel are basically an in-character video logs of the newly sired Ventru Mike Bailey. They follow him from his days as a naive mortal, to his violent embrace during the Anarch Revolt in the city of London, on to his arrival in the shores of New Haven. The journals show Mike trying to come to terms with his kindred nature, his powerful but impure blood, and his attempts to hide his past from other members of the court of Prince Lucius. They put out updates every two weeks, and I love feedback and questions, so check out my channel, subscribe, and leave me a comment.